0: You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore?
1: We are here to be your guides.
0: Your guardians.
1: This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 106, recorded March 21st, 2021. The topic for this episode is Empress Part 1. If you couldn't tell already, I'm your host, I am Elemist.
0: Hi, I'm Orchid.
1: And for podcast info, uh, we encourage feedback. That can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at hey it's Orchid, or at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. Or if you want to, just jump in our Discord. Talk to us there. Uh, You can also find our info at thelornetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. So. Yay. This week at Guardians of Lore. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Orchid. Trials.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I did trials. Trials is back on again after it had been shut down again last week. <laughs> so
1: That's like what? Because they three weeks in a row? Twice
0: in a row. Twice in a row. I think it was twice in a row. It feels like every week it's been turned off, but you know, as of the recording of this episode, which is the twenty first of March, um, it's still on. So <laughs> that's but good. I did trials and this this um this week's been good because um the hand cannon has been the third win reward so it's been like it seems like everybody's been jumping into trials like you're jumping into trials yeah this week to get the hand cannon yeah so that I, that has to be why you're jumping into trials
1: yeah because
0: i punish myself every week every week in trials like regardless of what the reward
1: is well and and now that i'm at light level for grandmasters, mm-hmm. I don't have much to grind outside of grandmasters mm-hmm. or raids, Great. so it, I'm going to be jumping into trials a lot more, jumping it into for PvP funcies. for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is my first foray into trials for the week, for for the nice. season.
0: Nice, I'm excited for you.
1: I'm not. I am dreading it. It's
0: gonna it's gonna <laughs> hit real hard. I am sorry.
1: I am dreading it.
0: That's okay. It's a lot of behemoth titans. So just run your your sweatiest loadout. Just fell winters. Just bring fell winters. That's all you need. Just behemoth titan fell winters. Uh... That's, that's all anyone is using. Sight and ramparts.
1: Uh... yep. Anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. So, I, I've i gotten several roles. Because I'm only running one character this season, I haven't been able to jump in on other characters to abuse the... You can get three wins on all your characters to get um, your weeklies done. So, you can get a bunch of different roles. So, I only have a couple of uh, Ignea's Hammers. But the uh, i've gotten i've gotten the weird rolls i got a really good roll last week but i caught one that was like quick draw all for one and i'm calling it my Bungie knows you can't aim so it gave you all for one on a hand cannon roll and i'm like yeah Bungie knows i can't aim that's pretty accurate
1: well and especially since one for all is only really good if you can get successive kills rather quickly
0: it's not it's not kills you just have to nail different like people
1: oh right right, right. But, hitting yeah. three different targets uh-huh yeah that's more of a so PvE if i'm in thing like, for me. if
0: yeah so if i'm in like control that's good i guess yeah and I'm just firing wildly. But why would I use a hand cannon and fire wildly? That's my thing. So I'm just like, okay, this is a weird role. I don't know if I'm really going to be using it. I have it. I'm not going to dismantle it quite yet. Because I don't know if I'm even really going to use it. But
1: And see, I see that being more of a PVE weapon.
0: Yeah. Because so it's a
1: 120. It's got one for all. Like mm-hmm. it is meant for hitting trash mobs
0: yeah exactly exactly yeah instead like i've been going back i replayed rise of iron on destiny it's what i did this past week it was so good
1: i really enjoyed that dlc
0: i forgot how good it was And, like, with the understanding I have now of all the lore and then going back and, like, playing it, it, I appreciated it a lot more.
1: Well, and especially since you actually get to see Felwinter in that final mission.
0: Yeah. I know. It's so good. I'm just like, oh, it's everything is good. Yeah. And you get to see all the locations that you don't, that you see in D2 that you don't get to go to, but you get to, like, you know see off in the distance yeah <laughs> i forgot how like cool everything was Oh uh, yeah. i just like i don't know i just it... forgot you know
1: well because i mean it's been four years
0: yeah 2016 was when it came out yeah so almost five yeah geez
1: right no, uh, yeah,
0: for- everyone's I- been talking about all their SIVA business online, so it made me want to replay it. <laughs> so I did. And I was like, no, SIVA's bad, and this is why. <laughs> well, let me, like, remunerate for you. <laughs> why all these right. things are bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, as that for myself, really um, mm-hmm. I've spent a good portion outside the game. I actually started playing Bravely Default 2 on my switch oh how is that i'm enjoying it um there's just something about having a mindless grind for a bit that it's just it's nice okay um but inside destiny 2 uh i actually got conqueror the first night it was available
0: congratulations you (laughs) sweat lord i mean was it difficult to get so explain to me how to get it because i want to do it i just don't know how.
1: so if you have previously gotten conqueror i have the only thing you have to do is run four gms you know four grandmasters uh, one on each subclass that's it yes
0: so, Stasis, and then all the other ones?
1: Stasis, Arc, Void, Solar. Yeah. Now, my team did something smart. We had a Will Lock with Phoenix Protocol, and mm-hmm. we had a Titan with um, Ursa Furiosas and Middle Tree mm-hmm. Sentinel. Smart. We had that for three runs. And then came the run where everybody had to run something that was not that. Oh no. (laughs) It was the toughest Grandmaster ever. Oh no. (laughs) Because I'm sitting there on stasis. Uh, One of our other people was on stasis as well and Our third was on Ark, and I'm just sitting there going, how did this infinitely get tougher?
0: Oh, man, I can't even imagine.
1: It was good fun, but it was was frustrating. Oh, man. But getting Conqueror unlocked the actual gilding for it, and I do not Mm -hmm. agree with how they are doing the gilding.
0: Okay, so explain to me, I don't have any of the gilding for anything, because I'm not even going to chase it, so.
1: So, the gilding for Gambit or Crucible, you can get in the first week, right? If you just ground Mm -hmm. it out enough. Right. For Trials, it might take you a weekend or two.
0: Yeah, you have to get 10 wins. Um, I have looked at that because right. that one is available to me because I have flawless unlocked. I have to get 10 wins on each individual card. Right. Yeah.
1: So that, I mean, it, it might take one or two, possibly three weekends, but you can get right. it fairly early in the, the actual season. Mm-hmm. Grand Masters don't even come up until partway through the season. So you can't even start working on Conqueror until then. And the actual gilding for it is what used to be the actual triumphs for the seal previously. Go run X Nightfall. Go run Y Nightfall. Go run Z Nightfall. For all six Grandmasters. And with the way they do Grandmasters, it's going to be a 6 week process. You're only going to be able to to enjoy the gilding for 3 weeks.
0: Are you serious? So unless you already got it the season before. So mm-hmm. let's say you don't have um grant so let's say you don't have conqueror yet. So I you and I both have conqueror. Like we had talked about getting it a couple seasons ago, because I have my Australian backpacks. Like you have, you're actually a legitimate player. I just have backpacks. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm not gonna split hairs here. Everyone knows (laughs) I just enjoy various backpacks and different modes in this game. (laughs) I have my Crucible backpacks, and then I have you know Australian backpacks for PVE things. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. So, um, if I want to do so, let's say I don't have a backpack and I wanted to legitimately do this thing, you know, I'd be good at this game, then um I would have to go do each Grandmaster Nightfall separately. Right? Yes. And then and then do each one i wouldn't be able to do it on okay so i would have to do each one separately and then do another one on each i can't do the gilding parts until i have each individual one done
1: you you can't do the gilding until you have the seal itself
0: are you serious so the if I did one on Arc because I run a Chaos Reach Night like that's all I do now is just that's what I did before anyway but you now I don't even change my shit anymore so, like I just run like I'm gonna play
1: Crucible all the time. So, so. I'm pulling up the actual seal itself to tell mm-hmm. you what the uh, the triumphs are. Okay. So I'm- there is Lightbearer. You have to get a score Uh of 150,000 on a Nightfall Ordeal. All right. Breaker of Champions. You have to defeat 100 champions. Uh Uh-huh. Conqueror's Discipline. Complete a Grandmaster on each subclass. So, Arc, Solar, Void, Stasis. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then Total Conquest. Complete six different Grandmaster Ordeal Strikes interesting so in order to get the seal like if you didn't previously have it it's still going to be a six-week process
0: that's ridiculous
1: and then to gild it on top of that you need to act like in those final three weeks mm-hmm. all, you can select all grandmasters so you can do the gilding in like a day or two but you're only going to enjoy the gilding for two or three weeks At the end of the season.
0: I don't understand. Yeah. Because it's just going to go back to your normal pink when you're done.
1: Right. Right. Gilding. Now, like, they do have the number right next to it. I'm hoping to God that that is not tied to gilding it. Because if that number only shows up if you've gilded it, that is stupid. I don't know. Because like
0: the number next to.
1: So they're they're your... updating. The gilding for next season. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So that it actually shows a number next to your your. Um, title. Oh
0: yeah. To tell
1: how many times you've gilded it.
0: Right. So if I get the flawless guild this season and then I get it again next season, then I then it'll be like flawless 2. Yes. Right.
1: And I'm hoping that that number is not tied to you having to get the gilding for that season.
0: Oh. So <laughs> it'll go away if you don't gild it?
1: That's what I'm hoping doesn't happen.
0: So I hope that I hope it doesn't do that.
1: Like I'm hoping that Bungie has enough sense to let us have the number no matter what. Because whenever I've seen a screenshot of the gilding number, it's always been next to yellow num letter yellow letters. You know, it's already been next to a title that has been gilded. So like
0: That'll be really annoying. <laughs>
1: Right. <laughs> and oh, like man,
0: I hope that's not the case.
1: and like we will find out soon, but i'm I'm hoping to God that it is not the case. because it like, then what's the point of even doing it?
0: And you know, honestly, it's something for people to do. Like, I I mean, we were talking previously. Um, since you're jumping into trials before, before, I mean, after we're done with this, um, because you're at level for, you're at, you're, you're, you're done with Grandmasters and you're, you've done the raid so many times. I think you could do it in your sleep at this point. Just about. How many, how many times have you done it now?
1: Uh, I think I'm up in the eighties.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> and it's um, only been out for like four months
0: right so you've done 80 something times and you've you know done grandmasters and grandmasters have been out for a week you know a week um
1: week and a half by the time the episode comes out
0: right so i think it's pretty safe to say you're running out of stuff to do so (laughs) um you know you need stuff to chase so, I think gilding is a thing to do.
1: It is, but it becomes de incentivizing if it is. The reason I'm getting it is for a three week span. Yeah. Whereas all the other ones can be enjoyed for at least two months before the season ends. And I only get this one for three weeks.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Now, like... I'm not... Yeah.
1: I I see this as a problem. So I'm also trying to bring... Brainstorm some solutions. And the solutions that I have come up with are either start GMs as soon as the season drops. Yeah, it it's still going to take, you know... Seven or eight weeks to get to that point, especially since it's only going to be the pinnacle grind now. Um, But at least then I can enjoy the gilding for two months. Right. Or.
0: Well, they're going to. Yeah. Go for it. Oh no 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 they, they're gonna have to change where they start anyway next season because Toki what the fuck are you doing? They're gonna um because we're not gonna have that 50 light level grind right. because the next pinnacle season, is they're gonna, gonna be have the to only extra change run. where they start. Yeah. But so yeah. So who knows what light level they're gonna start at next season anyway.
1: Well, it the way it always worked is it's Whatever the pinnacle cap is, plus 15. That is going to be where you need to be in order to actually run a Grandmaster. Okay. And you get that plus 15 from your seasonal artifact. Um, But if they allow us to jump in sooner, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, Or if they absolutely want us to start midway through the season, allow us to pick all, you know, go through all Grandmasters. Let us take three days, grind Grandmasters to get the actual gilding done. That way we can have a month and a half or two months to enjoy it.
0: I don't know why they make it such a big deal out of grandmasters when they they present them to us like they're these big deal items these big deal you know events grandmasters are coming like okay cool why don't you just give them to us right i mean they're just harder nightfalls why don't you just unlock them
1: it's it's like if nightfalls and raids had a bastard child
0: Yeah, just give them to us. Cowards. Like, I don't know, the glads of the world and people who like to stay up all night grinding, like, well, it'll give them something to do earlier. And I know they like to drip feed content, so they're like, no, it gives them something to do and come back to do in a couple of weeks and gives them something to be excited about. And so I get it. Because they need to drip feed content to keep people coming back.
1: But see, my thing is, I was planning on grinding Grandmasters anyways because golf balls.
0: Yeah. But see, this is my problem. My problem is that I have so many um, glow sticks that I can't level up anymore in any activity. Can we talk about Bungie's generosity for a second? <laughs> I play so much Crucible that I level up Crucible like crazy because um, comp levels up both comp and uh, not comp. So my Valor and my Glory go up at the same time. Um, and now, because for some unknown fucking reason... I have to go to the tower to level, like, to reset my Valor rank, which infuriates the shit out of me.
1: And you have to pull all your rewards before you do it. I
0: hate that so fucking much. I hate that. I hate that the most.
1: (laughs) Hey, we see that you're playing your game and you're enjoying yourself but you just ranked up and you can't rank up anymore. Why don't you stop gaming for a bit, go take care of your rewards, and then you can get back to it.
0: Hey, I see that you want to you know, keep playing with your friends for like the couple of hours that you've been like grinding out Crucible. Um, so why don't you stop what you're doing, tell people that you need to go to the tower, and then go to the tower. Drag everyone out of the activity that you've been doing and go to the tower. Okay, I'll do that. Neat.
1: Yeah. Fine.
0: No, okay. I... Oh, but then, see, another person in your group of three is going to be on a different reset schedule than you, so then you're going to have to stop again to go to Shaqs and reset. And, you know, another hour. And then in another, you know, hour and a half, the other person is going to have to go reset and what? go to the tower.
1: Why did they even change it to the system?
0: Because they're idiots. They changed it to this system because they're like, oh, well, you know, people weren't turning in tokens. So it'll incentivize them to go level up. We'll give them better things. But they'll have to go talk to Shax to do it. But this way they won't get tokens. Because tokens are bad. And so it's better if they just, you know click on stuff to get you know they can see what they're getting but we're going to give them glow sticks because people like getting mats so they can level up their armor and stuff and i'm like yeah i love mats i love armor stuff but then i can't reset my valor rank without getting the exotic that they give you at the end of your little like train of mats that they give you but because my mailbox is perpetually full of glow sticks. Because I do a lot of nightfalls now. <laughs> and that's where they go. Because that's where they live. Because in when I did Grandmaster Nightfalls, that's where they lived for seasons.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Seasons.
1: <laughs> that's,
0: mm-hmm. We talked about this before.
1: <laughs> like, I cleared out my postmasters and i am starting to accumulate again
0: yep um so if you want to um i still can't reset at the drifter because i because it's the same problem because he gives you glow sticks
1: at that point you're gonna and have i to,
0: have glow sticks yeah at that so point, i have like, to
1: you're gonna have to pull out have some to blue masterwork armor. armor yeah no you're i have to
0: masterwork armor
1: i know what I'm saying that's my is problem. pull out some blue armor, masterwork it as much as you can, and then dismantle it.
0: It's fucking bullshit.
1: Essentially it's gonna convert your prisms into cores, but slightly less.
0: And I don't like that. Yeah. No, and this is that's just, this is why this is bullshit.
1: I I haven't and been so a fan can... of of the masterworking system for armor.
0: I don't like this. I don't like this at all. And so I can use the cores and I can buy golf balls. I can use the glow sticks and buy golf balls.
1: Until you run out of space for golf balls.
0: Yes. And so why do I have some unknown amount of space that they limit the amount of space I can have for these mats that they're giving me when they're forcing me to take them to level up in an activity that I play all the time and they're making me take these items I'm gonna have this complaint every single fucking week until they change it
1: see now what I don't understand we have unlimited space for masterwork cores yep we are limited to 50 prisms and 10 golf balls why like that's
0: why hmm. why I don't understand let me if you it's like raid banners
1: oh don't even at don't, least don't even have, get me started on that
0: it's at least i can have multiple stacks right
1: you remember that time i had 6 stacks worth of raid banners
0: yeah i do <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: Because it it doesn't go higher than 100.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. But you
0: had six stacks, though. This is my point. Yeah. Why can't I have multiple stacks of 50? Well, like... If I can only have 50, why can't I have multiple stacks of 50?
1: Well, like, my thing is, why... Like, for gunsmith material, why can we have unlimited amount and unlimited stacks. You know, we can have a stack up to 9,999, but we can't have more than 50 glow sticks. Like, it just. It's kind of frustrating. Anyway.
0: I'm- it's yeah, it's it, it tilts me every single time I try to <laughs> go level up and then I'm just like I have all these glow sticks and it's just last night I just like no like just made me lose my shit again.
1: No like I, I do understand that it does help out the players who don't level up that much or who don't play as much and I get yeah. that. I'm all for that.
0: I'm for helping people get all the mats that they need to masterwork armor because it's so expensive. And that has been like our main complaint for multiple seasons. Right. Is that they made it so inaccessible for other players. And I am so happy that they listened to that feedback. I don't agree with what they've done with it because it used to just be 10 masterwork cores, masterwork your armor. Boom. Done. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked that, like, you know, just masterwork your stuff. Call it good.
1: You know? Well, hell, at this point, like, I am so... I have so many cores and so many planetary materials from planets that have gone away. Yep. That I'm honestly going to take an entire day and as much <laughs> as i hate spider i'm going to have to use him i'm just oh, going to i sold all of my other stuff
0: i've turned it all into glimmer at this point
1: well so like i have thousands
0: yeah i i sold all of so, my i so, spent like an hour
1: so at this point like i'm just going to have mine. to go through and masterwork like all the armor i have in my vault all the armor on all my characters just so that I can get rid of some materials.
0: Oh, the planetary stuff that doesn't exist anymore. I went back to spider because you can just turn that into glimmer or you can turn that into shards. Right. So I did that. Right. Yeah. Except but I've, with the I've sticks, got like
1: 15,000 shards. So why I've am I going to a turn lot of my into armor those? into
0: like level nine armor? A lot of my armor is like level nine armor. Right. But the one thing I will say this season, I have gotten a lot of really weirdly rolled armor in Trials. And this is the only mode I have gotten good rolled armor in. Yeah. And I am okay with this. I got like a 63 armor and all of it is in grenades. I got plus 30 grenades. Shaq so said, throw more grenades. And I said, okay.
1: I was about to go there.
0: Yeah. It's just said, it's my throw more grenades chess piece. And I'm like, all well, right. And,
1: and so is that on a hunter warlock?
0: It's on my warlock. It's just throw more grenades. So like, it's it, my it makes sense. Piece.
1: It makes sense. Throw more
0: grenades. Alright. I turned in tokens and that's what I got.
1: That's that's still weird.
0: It's real weird. I also got um, I got a really high stat um oh god what was it? I got a high mobility high intellect boots I think. And it's like a 63 from tokens. And I'm like alright I'll take this. So I've gotten some really weird armor, like just from turning tokens in. I'd rather get weapons from my tokens and not just like a bunch of armor. Since like I do all of the bounties every week. But I've been, I cannot complain because I know one of our complaints that we had last season was, why is all of our armor shit? And we had this complaint at the very beginning of the season. Why am I getting 55 armor for going flawless? I am happy to report now that I'm getting like 63, 64 armor just for turning in trials tokens.
1: At least you are.
0: Yeah, so I'm actually like doing pretty well in the armor department. It's I can, really weirdly rolled. but I, like I can still run the I raid and get
1: 55s. So at least yeah, but they're working for you. Yep.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so can't complain. Shall we hopefully it'll get better for you. It's going pretty well for me. Maybe I will use all those like glow sticks to masterwork and I don't know. I'll have just like real weird builds. It's just all grenades all the time.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh you'll you'll have your for You'll be able to have your strength build, your grenade build, your, you know. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna have real weird builds. Just watch out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So sorry about all the negativity there everybody, but we just need to get it off our chest.
0: <gasps> Glow <sex. laughs>
1: And Toki, I swear to fuck with that uh, let's listen to this nor- le- lore network ad the lore network tune into the Spinfoil theory podcast for questions who is, who is a who is, who is What what is a what is, what is that for queries
0: did the hive really just body shame the vex into changing their frames for
1: special guests all the guests for SpinFoil Theories, Marzal is Sabbath Moon. The, the SpinFoil Theory Podcast. Insert information here. So why didn't he didn't give the he didn't give the information we didn't give, we didn't give the information. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. SpinFoil Theory is available on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Uh, you can also get us at at Twitter at
0: SpinFoil Theory and or, uh, uh Theory at gmail.com.
1: That was a good ad. Oh.
0: Uh. It if so I could good. actually speak. It was cleansing. Yeah, it was cleansing.
1: <laughs> so, a brief intro to the topic. This lore book is obtained by completing the Contender's Ascent quests every week. Orchid is going to love this book because it's all about her thick girl.
0: <gasps> Sweet meats. I love Keitel so much.
1: Yeah. I'm all right with cattle.
0: Why are you pronouncing it cattle? You know it's kaitle. It's not cattle. At Uh, least you don't pronounce it Seattle like Blue did that one time. Well,
1: hell, like the entire lore community was like, oh, yeah, kaitle.
0: Well, yeah, I know, because that's what it looks like. And then Bungie's like, no, it's kaitle, because we're just going to swallow all of our vowels. I'm like, all right.
1: Well, like, considering how it's spelled, it's like Gaia. Yeah. So, kaia Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, You want to get started?
0: I I would love to. As long as my cats stop meowing. I'd love that.
1: Cats, stop meowing. Ugh.
0: Cats, stop being cats. God. All right. Chapter one, Storyteller. Gold silks and purple velvets hung above the gilded chair where Ozda settled in to tell the princess Keitel her nightly story. Ozda was the emperor's mythkeeper, a talented storyteller and scion who held all the legends and histories of the conquered worlds in her mind. Keitel's father often said, Asta is an Athenaeum world in and of herself. He often retreated, either into his pleasures or his unpredictable melancholy, leaving Asta to fill Keitel's mind with fantasy. Holding a toy model of a warship in her hands, Keitel sat on the floor before Asta? Asta? She said politely, knowing she would not receive her story otherwise. Please tell me how the faraway people say the universe came to be. Azda considered, searching through the library of her mind, and then nodded. Imagine the universe as swirling chaos, Azda said softly. Keitel closed her eyes and saw it. Among the chaos stands Urken Law the first host, who blinks herself into existence with the first thought. Chaos must come to order. Keitel saw a creature, tremendous beyond belief, in her mind's eye. And so, to satisfy the first thought, which would become the first law, Urkenlaw consumes the chaos of the void and gives birth to the ordered universe. Keitel opens her eyes, and they were bright with intrigue. That is how the Tiarn would say the universe began, Asta said. Keitel looked at the toy in her hands, and then back at Asta. Where does this giant woman live? The Tiarn would say she is the very fabric of the universe. When you look to the sky, when you look out into space, you are looking into Law's mouth. Kaelel turned her toy for a little while. Then, looking up, she said fiercely, I will challenge Erkan Law to a battle and defeat her. Then my people will own everything in the universe. Asta chuckled fondly. Yes, I think you would, she said. But the Empire has already defeated the Tiarn. None of them are left. And with no one to believe in her, Erkan Law is dead as well. Then I will believe in her. Hasta lips pulled back in a curious smile. You'll believe in her so that you can challenge her? Yes. <laughs> Laughing again, hasta placed her hand on Keidel's head. Ah, uh-huh, brave Keidel, a warrior so mighty she wills her enemies into existence. Keidel's chest swelled with incandescent pride.
1: That's a cute entry.
0: It's very cute. She's a very precocious child.
1: Yeah. Like, I love the thought there. The fact that Ozta mm-hmm. is like, here's an a origin story of the universe based off this one people. And Kyle's like, Alright, I'm gonna challenge her. I'm gonna beat her up. Azta's like all her people are dead. Nobody believes in her, so she already is dead. And, and exactly. like Exactly. That actually brings up the whole idea that of um the nine are kinda like that.
0: They kind of are, yeah.
1: Where their existence is tied to People thinking about them or knowing about them. So then when people don't exist anymore, the nine will cease to exist.
0: I um, do like that, um, like, we do get a lot of information about, I guess, kind of like how she was raised here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the Scions, like, one Scion just essentially is her nanny. The Ossis, is the Emperor's Mythkeeper, but is is like her nanny, telling her bedtime stories, you know?
1: I just keep imagining, like, this little kid um, in, like, the art style of Lilo and Stitch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Chubby little kid with a rocket ship tusks coming out of her you know, the sides of her mouth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All in all, it's a cute scene.
0: It's really cute. And um less cute is that um the TRN no longer exists because um casual extinction of an entire species. Because they were, um, none of them are left, because they already, the Cabal already destroyed them. So all they have left are their stories. Because, you know, we casually wipe them off the face of existence. Because we have already defeated them. Right? Like, that's cool. That's super casual. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like, that's, that's... That's some weird
0: you know stuff to tell them. yeah what's some casual genocide to go with bedtime
1: (laughs) like that's something weird to tell like a little eight-year-old it's It's just not if you're
0: cabal though i mean like what's with the do you remember the the arc buddies that we had to collect in the menagerie that's some casual genocide too
1: well yeah (laughs) but i mean
0: so casual genocide is just like the cabal's like (laughs) go-to That's, like, what they do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's their cabal go-to for bedtime stories, I guess.
0: I guess, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and with that being Something said... Something like that. Uh, do you want to read
0: the next one, Elvis? Yeah,
1: let's jump into Chapter 2, Star pilots. Nice. In a war chamber built by her father's scion mind sculptors, Keitel piloted a fighter through a strange world. It twisted and turned on itself to create strange, rotting landforms all around her. She passed mountains that sprouted weeping tumors and saw fields crusted over with scabrous tissue. The exhilaration of flight made her eyes sharp. The familiarity of the controls kept her hands steady. She was so much better here than in any of her father's tedious lessons, awake, alive. Umun Arath's voice rumbled in her ear like a surfacing land whale. Imagine all of Toro as the putrid grave swamps of Ark, she said. Centuries sunk in muck, a testament to someone else's conquest. Kyla narrowed her eyes at her ship's heads-up display as a corrupted flame suddenly burned a hole in the sky itself straight ahead. There are monsters at the edges of our territory that would tear our world open and turn it inside out, Umun growled. They fear nothing. Keidel felt a jolt, a telltale rock, tilt, and drag of damage at the tail of the ship. She tried to pull up. Through the hole in the sky emerged a hag, enormous, robed, screaming. Emerald fire burst from her claws and spiraled toward Keidel's ship. But she was too dazzled by the fireworks to avoid it. Seconds before the flames engulfed her ship, Cattle heard, What do you fear, princess? In these war chambers, simulated death felt like real death. Panic, pain, darkness. Realistic consequences for failure. The chamber left its inhabitants floating in a void after defeat. And in that emptiness, Minutes could feel like hours. When the darkness finally evaporated, Kaido stood in the blank chamber, alone. Umun emerged and crossed the room. You're dead, she told her. Kaido kept her back straight and voice level, though there was a tremor in her arm, a humiliating aftereffect. Yes. You were distracted. Umun said, I saw you, looking around, like you were on a sightseeing flight. She made a dismissive gesture with her left hand. Weaned and coddled on too many stories. I won't fail again, Kytle said. Wrong, said Umunarath. You will die many more times if you wish to live. She clapped a hand on Kaido's shoulder. Do it again.
0: Ooh. So, I mean, imagine, like, when you die, you have simulated death
1: each time. That's, mm.
0: That's hardcore.
1: And especially since, you know, a hole opened in the sky and a, and a hag emerged.
0: It's terrifying.
1: Enormous, robed, screaming.
0: Yeah, no, thank you.
1: I'm never going to get no rid of you. her.
0: No, <laughs> absolutely not. But I mean, honestly, if you're like, the whole idea of this room is really neat of this like flight simulator. Oh, yeah. I love the idea of this.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, it's a full-on flight simulator that you actually feel everything that's going on. And I like that.
0: It kind of reminds me of, um, of Star Trek, like being on a holodeck. I could see that. Like, kind of like that a little bit.
1: I could definitely see that.
0: Mm-hmm. Because, like, you could still feel all of that, too. But, like, th- the whole, like, the simulated death feel like feels like real death, panic, pain, darkness, realistic consequences for failure. Um, like, that is, like, traumatic. I mean, that could, like, really teach you to avoid death. And, like, really teach you, like. yeah. Um, like, reflexes to, to not want to die. But my goodness.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, it's, you would come across things that have been in the battlefield before, and essentially you're trying to build that muscle memory so that you have the instinct right. to combat it. Mm-hmm. And it's also trying to train her so that she has that lightning-quick decision-making.
0: Yes, absolutely. But um, Umun has a really good point. With her, she says, I won't fail again. But um, Umun Arath says, wrong, you will die many more times if you wish to live. And, I mean, they're right because like you you aren't gonna be perfect you're gonna make mistakes again and again and again until you get it right well, you know no,
1: and like it, it's bringing a bunch of different concepts into this like
0: it really is
1: you know simulated death felt like real death so it's literally fight or flight they're building that into her subconscious to the point that, when she gets into a battle she knows what to do mm-hmm. and it's it's using negative reinforcement to actually drive in the point
0: right um, it's just an, it's another I don't know it's, it's another facet of her childhood her being raised I guess like them stamping out her wonder but you still see that like hint of wonder in this she has an exhilaration of flight the the mountains and like seeing it i don't know
1: no that is true
0: yeah i think that's important to keep in mind as we keep reading that but she still has that like little barest hint Of wonder still. And whether it gets, like, stamped out or not as she gets older. (laughs) Should I read the next one?
1: Let's go for it.
0: All right. This is chapter three. Assassin. Keitel felt the assassin's eyes on her back before she heard their words. Your father sends his regards. They croaked. She calmly turned. The intruder was not Cabal. They wore a strange, sleek, armored suit, some off-world species unaccustomed to the atmosphere, no doubt. But her father's influence on it was obvious. He did so favor white, purple, and gold. He can keep them, Keitel said. The assassin's gun, pointed at her chest, glowed with a purple light that distorted the air around it. He sent a message for you. Keitel lunged, crashing her shoulder into the assassin. They fired their weapon, and void energy seared through Keitel's bicep. Undeterred, she slammed the assassin to the ground, clutching their throat in one hand and making a fist with the other. She cocked her arm back. Her reflection the assassin's helmet stared back at her, furious, unblinking, curious. Go on, then. She snarled, her fist looming. The message. The assassin struggled. You are a child in a general's costume, they spat. None of the vision of your father, none of the drive or strength or the one they called Dominus. Something sharp penetrated Keitel's pressure suit and slipped up against her ribs. You will not be remembered. Spurred to action, Keitel rolled to unseat the blade. The assassin followed and raised the void weapon to her head. Keitel slammed her hand over the barrel. Energy shot through her palm as she ripped the gun away. She grabbed the assassin's helmet with her bloody fingers and slammed their head against the ground once, twice, three times. The shield began to crack four, five, six times. She let the helmet thud against the ground. Her contorted reflection now stared back. Is he listening? Keitel boomed. My father... Tell him I will come for him. Tell him there's no distance that will save him from me. The assassin gasped and wheezed. When they recovered their voice, they hissed, Killing me will not stop the end from coming. My gods have foretold. Keitel hesitated for a brief moment before her good hand clenched into a fist and slammed into the assassin's visor, shattering her reflection as well as the assassin's skull. She sat back in the wreckage, panting, covered in strange, viscous blood. Your gods are dead, she said to no one. Damn. Well, that was... (sighs) Wow.
1: Right? (laughs) So an assassin comes at her, and it's one of her father's assassins?
0: Yes. So it's a shadow. Yeah. Of Callus.
1: Yep. Like, what got. I'm trying to think of, like, what pushed Callus to this point.
0: I'm thinking at this point he's on the Leviathan. Um, right. Headie always. So they're. Yeah.
1: Because it says, you know, uh, killing me will not stop the end from coming. My gods have foretold. Right. So like at this point, I think Callus has already seen the dark.
0: Yeah. He's already seeing nothing, capital N nothing. Right. If we wanna go with, you know (laughs) Right. The captain's log, Callus being crazy pants, you know. And attaching himself to the that also does
1: and that also does mean that the Midnight Coup has already happened. Keitel is right. the one who overthrew Callus. Yes. So that that tracks mm-hmm. why he sent the assassin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's all coming together. All starting to make sense.
1: Like Jeez, a nickel.
0: Please. No, like a nickel. <laughs> it's all followed into place. But man, this is just like this it, is rugged.
1: It it turned it up like it it was. It's this lore book started off cute. The all of a last a sudden it's fucking the rugged. last entry. You know, entry two was was all right. You know, a little more childhood yeah. stuff, and then just instantly assassin. Damn.
0: It's just like, oh, so we have the, um, we have some really great, like, hand-to-hand combat. She's doing a lot of, like, clutching throats and slamming them into the ground. He's, like, slipping, like, really thin blades up into the, like, the the typical, like, thin blade, like, up into the lungs, like, move, which is a really great move. That's very classic. Um, I think he did that. Yeah. Oh yeah, slipped up against her ribs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you gotta do. Well you got, always gotta say that you have a message to send and that's how you get the, the blade between the ribs. Um Some that's, message. If you, I think it's between the T four and the T five rib. Like that and you have to do it like at such an angle. That's the one that you want that you wanna do if you wanna do that. If you really want to get it up into the lungs, that's the, those are the two ribs you got to do. If it, that's if you're human. I don't know if you're cabal. Right. I was I about to bring that
1: ribs. up. Like I don't know cabal for a ball, ph- but for
0: humans Yeah. I think it's T4 or T5 ribs. So like I was bra- I was about to bring for.
1: that up like cabal physiology might not exactly be that way. I
0: don't know. Humans, yes. Cabal no, I don't know, but humans I'm not advocating but if you were going to <laughs> don't do it,
1: but. Don't do it. Don't but... do it, but. It if might you be T3T4. If you wanted the knowledge for, per se, a book, then. I
0: think it's T. Actually, I think it's T3T4 Rose. I don't know. Um, but there's the the typical, you know, like knife in the ribs. That's a really good one with like the really thin stiletto, like classic. You got the really, really gruesome, like, slamming the helmet against the ground six times. Can you imagine how much blood and gore went everywhere? Just splattery.
1: Could you imagine how little little skull skull is left?
0: Just shouting into the helmet.
1: Like at this point, uh, she's already smashed the head in six times and she's yelling at it. Is he listening? My father. Is
0: he listening? Is my father listening? I'm gonna come for him. There's no distance that will save me from him. Blah. And then or save him from me. And then the gods are foretold. Fucking rugged. Jesus. This entire entry is just like so cool and yet so just like okay.
1: It, it's a fun scene to it's act out so in your great.
0: head. Oh, yeah. Like, I can see it in my head. Like, this is whoever wrote this is really good at writing action scenes yeah. because I can see it. It's the same kind of scene. We talked about this in a different, um, I think it was the Battle of Six Fronts when we read With that. With the
1: Six Osirises yeah. or
0: yeah because you could see it in your head yeah um there's been like several kind of battle scenes over the last several seasons um that you've read that you could really like see in your head and this is kind of one of them like really kind of action scenes so like this is really good yeah i really like this a lot do you want to read the next one
1: Yeah, and that'll be Chapter 4, Soldiers. Kyla loathed the crawling pace of the court. She despised the tricky voices of courtiers and generals vying for attention and resources. Sorting out their tedious requests was like fetching lost scraping sticks from the bottom of a mud wallow. But one day, a general came to her with a clear complaint. The stench from Amun Arath's rooms permeates the entire east wing of the palace. My lovers choke on toxic fumes simply walking through the halls. Surprised she hadn't heard about it before, Cattle dismissed him with a promise to investigate the Evocate General's Chambers. Later that day, she found that the first of Amun's rooms, usually kept tidy with military precision, was changed. Her two war tables were covered in papers and tomes unrecognizable to Keitel. The room stank of death and poison. Strange symbols were drawn on the ground in ash. In the far corner of the room, with the restraints they used for captives aboard their prison ships, a living hive thrall was held in suspension, drooling and chattering. The moon, Keidel said, astonished. What's happening here? Amun turned from one of her war tables, where she'd studied a book that looked to be bound with mottled flesh. Princess, she said, pleased. Good, I thought to call you, but I've been so engrossed. Come see the future of the Cabal army. Kaidil approached, intent on looking at Imoon instead of the thrall. They don't fear pain," Umun said. Perverse admiration crept into her voice. "They don't fear death." Soldiers who don't know pain or fear are useless," Kaido said, eyeing the evocate general. "It is the knowledge of death, and the will to defy it that together breed bravery." You taught me those texts. "'We must move beyond them,' the Moon muttered, watching the thrall tilt its grotesque face in response to their voices. "'With each swing of the sword, the universe grows smaller, Kaitel. "'The competition fiercer. "'If we don't learn a new way, we'll be cut down with the rest.' Her voice went quiet. "'We must accept new gods.' Or we'll perish. The thrall began to thrash, sudden and violent. Kaido watched. I am ordering you to step down from the council, she said after a long silence.
0: Um, I don't like the turn that this is going with the thrall. Um, that's not a good look for the Uman guy.
1: Girl, That's a bad yeah.
0: look. Whatever. Person. Cabal.
1: yeah That's
0: a, a bad look. Like you, you don't hive nonsense is not a nonsense that you want to get involved in. We've seen hive nonsense. I'm going to um pull knowledge from Rise of Iron. Um, they <laughs> got the you know, when the Fallen got involved in Hive Nonsense, that was a bad look. Um, we've seen other people get involved in Hive Nonsense. That's a bad look. Um,
1: Hell, pulling from Forsaken. Ourselves.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: One of the Barons created a throne world and controlled Hive. Exactly. That was bad.
0: That's a bad look. Yeah.
1: Hell. Let's not do callous. that. The
0: hive are callous. The Hiver. Callous. Yeah. Let's not do that.
1: Like, that that was the whole purpose of Galron.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let's not get involved in hive nonsense. Okay? Let's just stop it. Don't do it, guys. They don't fear pain. They don't fear death. Because they are... Stop. Stop it with no. Stop it. And she's like, honestly, she's right. Soldiers who don't know pain or fear are useless. It's absolutely true. Like that's their trash at that point.
1: Well, because then, like, you, how can you control run in them? Blindly, you can't. Exactly.
0: And you've seen thrall. You can't control thrall. They just run in blindly. They're trash mobs. You might all as right. well use all for one on a hand cannon. You might as well dismantle that shit. <laughs> so it's just like I don't know like how this this etiquette general um like where her brain went. Well, I, I...
1: The one thing I am drawing to
0: yeah
1: the moon turned from one of her war tables where she studied a book that looked to be bound with mottled flesh yeah she's reading from a book of sorrow
0: right yeah
1: or a book of unmaking or something to that or effect like yeah. mm-hmm. she's reading it's a hive book
0: yeah that is exactly. not good no, and so I'm wondering where she got it. Right. Like, where on earth did she find a Book of
1: Sorrow? Right. Because
0: you have to get it from somewhere.
1: Exactly. Because, so. like, a Thrall isn't going to have it.
0: No. Like, You have to get it from a knight. Or a wizard.
1: Somebody right? higher up on the chain
0: right and we know how sword logic works so it's got to be a knight or higher that has it right so like that's which means you have to be in contact with one Uh, it's just like it just it it begs so many questions as to like how you get to that point and then like how are you even in contact with one because usually they you know shoot first and ask questions later (laughs) So unless you killed one and then stole their book. Which then like how would you even know like which one had a book? Did you go like kill hash browns? Because I think like, I killed hash browns.
1: Well, so like I'm trying to think of timeline wise where this would be.
0: Yeah, I am too. Because I'm a little unclear as to
1: where this would be. I mean, from the sound of it, this is before all fell. So it's before Season of the Worthy. Okay. But it's got to be after Taken King. Because at this point Callus is no longer with the empire. Mhm. So that really doesn't narrow it down.
0: No. That's a 3 year Leviathan span at this point. Yeah. Well, we could read the next one and maybe it'll Give us a little bit more of a clue?
1: Maybe. Maybe? <laughs> I Maybe. Know.
0: Let's find out. I'll read the next one. This is chapter five, New Gods. It was Tarun, one of Keidel's advisors, that alerted her to the spectacle. In the square, she said, her deep voice laced with concern. I've never seen anything like it. Keitel went immediately. In the central square of Torbital's Weaponsmith District, a bright green flame licked the air. Umunarath stood against the blaze, naked but for a waist wrap, in the custody of two guards. Her hide was carved with strange, crude symbols. When she saw Keitel arrive, she threw her head back and laughed. Here comes the princess Imperial, she said, to kneel before our new god. I am Savathun, whispering. Keidal strode forward. Let her go, she told the guards. Reluctant, they did as she asked. What god, Umun? What heresies have you invented now? Umun grinned. The god of war, she said, and the earth trembled beneath them. But the god of war has planted her armies elsewhere. It is her sister, smiling, that has taken the ear of the war child, Umun Arath. Keitel stood before Umun in the flickering green light of the fire. Your obsession is a weakness, she said, and a threat to our prosperity. You can't stop it now, Umun lilted, breathless with delight. Zivu Arath, hear me. Kaidle didn't break her stare. I have no choice but to. Umun, chuckling, raised her hands. They glowed. The fire behind her burned higher and shattered like rattling bones. The war is all there is, she said. As the chattering reached a fevered pitch, Keitel made a decision. With the lightning-quick reflexes Umun had taught her, she unsheathed the ceremonial sword at her side and ran it through Umun's middle moon laughed. You are war, and I conjure you with war and blood. She laughed and laughed and laughed until her mouth began to ooze, until Keitel, disgusted, pushed her off the sword with her foot. The body tumbled back onto the green blaze, a gift for my favorite sister. As the fire consumed the corpse, a gargantuan portal opened in the sky. Elemist, I mentioned your favorite, favorite person in the entire world. I know you're really excited about that. I'm so sorry. Uh, Yeah. (laughs)
1: I'm so sorry. Because I am so thrilled. (laughs) But no, so like she dove more and more into Hive magic.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and it's just... Mm, I don't like it. She, like,
0: drove, she dove so much into Hive magic that she now has like Savathun.
1: <laughs> right right
0: just like went straight to the top she's like do you know what i'm just gonna go like she's like the karen of savathu or she's the karen of hive magic she's just like i'm gonna go straight to the manager (laughs) and just like went to savathu
1: well and like that that does explain where she got the book
0: it does actually yeah
1: because what better way to trick somebody than to just have that lying around
0: i mean like if you're gonna if if you're savathun and you want to position yourself to put yourself in a place of power what better place to do it than to take advantage of someone's weakness that is the right hand of the emperor or the empress of like the cabal pretty much like the strongest race like in the galaxy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well and and like that's also kind of a what better race to follow Zivu Wrath. Like I mean it, it says here uh put but to the God of war has uh sorry but the god of war has planted her armies. Elsewhere. Yeah.
0: Elsewhere. Yeah.
1: It is her sister, smiling, that has taken the ear of the war child. And then, Zivu Arath, Mm -hmm. hear me. You are war, and I conjure you with war and blood, a gift from my favorite sister. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, she tricked the Cabal into essentially giving her an actual body or a host. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then she's using the host to summon the god of war, which, I mean, the cabal are all about war. Hmm. So what better hive god? Right. That's just all kinds of wrong. All kinds of wrong. Ugh.
0: I mean, like smart. Sabathun is smart.
1: She is. And she knows how smart, to get smart. other people to fight for her. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm worried that in the Witch Queen, we're not actually going to kill the bitch.
0: I don't think we are either. Um, and I don't think... Every, a lot of people are saying that it involves Eris. Um, and I don't think it does. At all. Really. Because of like the, of um the dark future, lore book, because it so heavily involved, Eris Morn saying like, oh yeah, the fucking, like Eris Morn was like, you know, Savathun, whatever, exchangey things. I think I'm I'm walking back on that one.
1: And see, I'm I'm sticking to it. Like I I'm doubling it's, down on um,
0: it. Um I think it's Mara's off.
1: You think Mara is gonna be the one that that yep. becomes Sabathun's new host?
0: Yeah, because we haven't heard from her.
1: And see, I'm I'm doubling down on Eris. Cause like sabbathoon wants to keep her power and her tie to hive magic, but she doesn't want to f- keep feeding her worm. Like, she keeps oh. trying to trick the worm. So, what better host than Eris, who has access to dark abilities and hive magic? Right. And especially since, like, Eris has literally made it her purpose to hunt down Savathun.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I don't... I don't think so, though. Just because, um... We've seen a lot of her, and... Yeah, I just don't think so. I think she's been, like, super extra vigilant.
1: Oh, Yeah. And I'm not saying that Which it's going to happen. So. I'm saying, you know, that is Sethune's plan.
0: Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be her. Because I think that's, like, super derivative. <laughs> like, writing-wise, I don't think it's going to be her. <laughs> but we'll see. I'm really looking forward to it. 2022, baby!
1: I'm just hoping we actually do kill the bitch. And I'm afraid that we're not going to.
0: No, I don't think we're going to either. Uh... That's why we have a whole extra season after Lightfall.
1: They haven't said something. anything about us getting an extra season.
0: Yeah, they have. That we get one.
1: When did they say that?
0: Like, in the Vidoc.
1: Because I seriously thought we were going to have another long season. Like, Season of arrival. No, they're giving
0: us a whole other DLC. After okay. Lightfall. Yeah, we get well, a whole right, DLC right. like a whole year. Yeah.
1: Well, no, like I get that, but I'm talking about yeah. the in between between the last, you know, stated season this year and it like that entire season that the witch queen should have Oh, been
0: no, out. no, no. I'm talking about No, I'm t- I'm talking about. No, 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 no. Cuz you it's said seasons really and
1: season. I'm like that's
0: No. Where I'm talking about DLC. Sorry. <laughs> No 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 no. DLC. Those are seasons now. No. No 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 no. No no no. No no no. no. I use words interchangeably. You know that. It means nothing to me.
1: Yeah, man, woman thing.
0: That's all the same.
1: People. Yep.
0: <sighs> but anyway. Oh my gosh. Anyway. This is all this is all um, I, I don't like any of this.
1: Yeah, I don't either.
0: No, no. It's the
1: fact that Imunarath actually, like, mm-hmm. conjured a portal up in the sky of Torbottle. Bottle. Like, yeah. that's, that's not good.
0: Yeah, no. I get really cross whenever Hive Nonsense gets uh, involved in my sweetmeats, so... I have nonsense is now in my sweetmeats.
1: Uh, and
0: I'm going to have to wait a whole nother week to find out what happens. Yep. Darn it.
1: Orchid? Shoutouts? Yes.
0: Uh, you know what? I had a really... Um, last week, I... Went to bed super, 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 super uh, early one night, and then I woke up super early the next morning, and it seems like all of my Australian friends were still up really late, and I got to talk to a bunch of people I hadn't talked to in like weeks because everyone just decided to be really irresponsible and stay up late, and it was really nice, and it's because daylight savings had happened for us and not for them yet. So, um, I was able to talk to a bunch of my friends and it was really nice. So shout out to like all of them because I had missed talking to them. Nice. So, yeah, um, I really miss them a lot and it's just like our schedules lately just like hadn't really crossed paths because we'd all just been kind of busy um, people that had like kids and things and <laughs> just been busy with work and you know like with lockdowns kind of easing up and people kind of trying to get back to normal life like all of us have kind of had like less time to do things which is good in respect yeah. um, like I know like PAX Australia is on this year in October and I think with like vaccinations all being out and stuff like i think even i'm going to try to go in october like fingers crossed but um cuz i think all the countries are going to be open by then we'll see
1: here's the if open I
0: get a ticket uh yeah but i think i'm going to get a ticket and act on the assumption that i can go and then like figure out if i figure things out by then if i can't and then like walk back on that you know in september if it's not gonna work but um yeah so shout out to all of them because i it was really nice to be able to talk to them like it was really nice i like miss them like crazy so that's good it was it was really really nice it's just like the little things like that you know yeah like just being able to connect and just have those friendships and it's the little stuff. So that made me really happy.
1: That's good. What about you? I'm going to give a shout out along those same lines. Um, a shout out to my friend, John. Um, Ex-work husband John. He, uh, we had a farewell outing, uh, yesterday, and it was, it was just a lot of fun. Like, we were out for five hours just having food and drinks, and, uh, he's moving, um, several states away. So now it's more of just like, all right. Now we are just going to end up being a gaming group.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and as a, a parting gift, he left me a couple books and a letter that just had me in tears. Oh. And then I texted him and I'm like, thank you. And he followed up the letter with a text and I'm like, Oh.
0: Oh. I
1: don't know what to say.
0: <laughs> oh. That's so so just, nice.
1: It was just good. So. Uh, yeah.
0: Good luck to work, John. Work husband, John.
1: Yeah. And like, yeah. he's still In working his for endeavors. his same company. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's just, they have an office down in Florida. Oh, okay. And he'd been meaning to get down there, um, but it was, he'd gone through a bunch of stuff and he was like, all right, this is finally the time to do it. Wow. So.
0: Well, good luck to him. That's amazing. Moving to a different state is hard. And so.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Good for him.
1: And so with that, uh, we would like to give special thanks for our episodes. Uh, the artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock B on Twitter. He's at VolshockB. The music in this episode is copyright Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. Thank you, Bungie. And if you'd like to dive into Destiny Lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource we use for our show notes.
0: Thanks, Baxter.
1: And just remember, you can reach out to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at orchid, or at i underscore am underscore elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review. And you know what? Why don't you jump in our Discord? We've got an invitation in the the description.
0: We have a Mass Effect channel. It's full of Mass Effect stuff right now.
1: Until she decides to change it.
0: Yeah, because it's the channel where I just do whatever I want.
1: I think you and I both have a channel like that, except I haven't really posted in mine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... Say goodbye, Orchid. Bye, Orchid. I saw that coming. Take care.
0: (laughs) Bye. Good night. This is chapter one. Storyteller. Gold silks and purple velvets hung above the gilded chair. Where, uh, oh God, what the fuck word is that? as I, I Azta. almost told me here. Asa, God, all these words are just you know like Scrabble winners. <sighs>
1: I'm guessing Asta, it's Azta.
0: Azta. Osta. God, we like need to Mazda. have like a pronunciation, uh, like Mazda, Azta.
1: <laughs> Azta.
0: Azta. That's where we. Okay, what's this one? Tiarn, Erkin Law.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. I'm so I'm gonna go with. Yeah. All right, I'm going to start over. (laughs) Yeah. You know, having like a nice, you know, breakdown. (laughs) Trying to pronounce things. (laughs) Yeah. This is all fine. Okay.